Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC Flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? Amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. With me, as always, DJ Mark. Sup? Also with me, Kid Presentable. Don't have a lot of great reasons to uh, miss these podcasts with the whole quarantine thing. Finally, also joining us, Lavender Gooms. And one of the... Well, I'm not going to say there's anything good about this uh, quarantine, but, I mean, we're always on time for these things now. Shit, we're early. Um... Boys and girls, we're going to talk about fights for a few minutes here because despite the recommendations of everybody who's got a brain, uh, we're going to have a fight card, apparently. Um, And depending on how much faith you guys have in Jeff Sherwood, a.k.a. the founder of ShareDog, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. the the ShareDoggy, these next four uh, UFC events... Are gonna take place at the Tachi Palace. And, <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the, these old MMA heads on this podcast. Know. I have not heard that name in so long. Yeah. Well, I heard it was gonna be on the West Coast, and I was thinking it was gonna be some undisclosed. But like, I, so I didn't know it was Tachi. Said Tachi We're gonna Palace. do it like, in the Tachi. Anything Palace. could happen there. It's an Indian casino. Exactly, guys. Uh, those of you who don't like aren't familiar with the Tachi Palace, just look up Tachi Palace fights or. Any guy who's f- from California and fought in the UFC, they have fights at Tachi Palace. It's in Lemoore, California. Which yeah, but it was, finally... what's really sad for a hot second, Bobby, I was like, oh, shit, can we get tickets to these like big events? Oh, I was like, oh, wait, that's right. I told Mike, I'm like, Mike, you think I can get press credentials for this one? And Mike's like, shit, man, if we're ever going to get press credentials for a UFC event, it's this one. Um, yeah, this is a bad idea. Let me just like get the real world implication out of the way here first. Um if someone gets hurt, and I don't know, what are the odds of that in a cage fight? A thousand percent. Um, and they have to go to a hospital. What does that do in the current situation? If they have to have an ambulance on site there, what does that do in the current situation? If they have to have doctors there, what does that do in the current situation? Um, if you're going to put everybody in a room to work out together waiting for their names to be called, what does that do for the current situation? And you know what? Um. Well, by the way, if you guys missed the news, it's going to be it's not Khabib's not fighting. Khabib's in Russia, and I'm not sure you saw the story today where someone got shot today for not social distancing. So Khabib's not leaving Russia. Instead, we're getting um, a fight. Which, if you told me this was not a global pandemic, I'd be infinitely thrilled about Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. Which, Mark, is the type of fight that gets fight fans aroused, for lack of a better term. Yeah, it, it, it's. It, <laughs> If you can't have, you know, Habib and Tony, this is not a horrible replacement, but it, it is really the thing. It's just, and I think we talked about it internally before. Is like, if you can't get the fight that everyone wants in the current landscape, like, why have an event at all? Um, and I think that's a big question. I just don't think we quite know the answer to besides just cash money. But Bob and Steph, what do they, WrestleMania was this weekend, right? Wasn't that just in an empty arena? 
Is no, this I mean, it was similar, gonna, similar situation, I suppose. I mean, I feel when we talk about stuff we like, I got to mention WrestleMania because it was an empty arena in a graveyard and inside your goddamn mind at times, yeah. too. It was also that, entirely pre taped. Every yes. segment was pre taped in its own condensed thing. On the day of, no one was working, so they had time to space it out, kind of reduce the crew yeah. and control the amount of people that were required for each project. Like, Everything was self-contained. Yeah, I mean, even like like AEW and the other wrestling shows, they're like sending the crew home after they like build the ring so as to avoid stuff like this. Like, this is a fucking disaster um, waiting to happen. And I get recognized that they think they can get everybody to buy this thing because we're all stuck at home. But um, this is a sport which its foundation is from people getting with their friends and splitting a pay-per-view or people going to bars and, and paying that fee. Um... I don't have Mark and Stefan to split this $65 pay-per-view with. Mike doesn't have Phil to split this with. Mike can't go to a bar and watch this. So do they think they're going to get 200 and... I can't do math. $260 between the four of us? Because that's not happening. And we haven't lost our jobs, these four people. Because I'm sitting there looking at an article saying the soaring U.S. unemployment rate could reach... Uh, could approach Great Depression era levels. So... I don't know how much money they think they're going to make on this one, Steph, but what the fuck? <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm a tough one to go to, Bob, because don't worry. There's nothing to spend your money on. Okay. I mean, look. Yeah, I might have gone to the wrong person. But, like, seriously, I mean, on paper, this is, is – I mean, first of all, I mean, why are we doing this, Mike? Let's go with that. This isn't like we got, we're getting Tony and Khabib in. This is just a fight. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand the point of it. Um, no one's, I'm sorry, like Mark said, in these times, I, I, I don't care for Ferguson versus Gaethje. The only fight I really want to spend money on in these trying times, the only thing that made me think, you know what makes this a good idea when it's not really at all? I might as well see Tony Ferguson versus Habino Megamedov. This fight has been booked five times and it's been canceled four times now i want to see these two good guys you know beat each other yeah up, that's never know? happening they aren't fighting man god doesn't want it um co-main event of this card appears to be francis and ganu against biggie boy uh yair rosenstruck which great man two large dudes throwing leather against each other great um oh. worth mentioning when we mentioned to wrestlemania that shit was free like it well, was it, it it was free because you know we did the thing where we created new email addresses we what i mean i was not a subscriber to the wwe network i've not been a subscriber to wwe network in a year and a half i am a new customer and they said it's free for the first month whether i choose to maintain this subscription come may 4th is a different part uh, there's a different can of worms quite frankly that's a, that's a no you don't realize how the star for entertainment i might be in a month mike um all in all Look, if this fight card's happening on the 18th, next week, we're going to make some picks. And if you live in Lemoore, California, don't go to this. Don't get sick. I mean, I'm, I don't think it's open to the public, right? Yeah, I don't man. know. What are we doing? I mean, it's a Tachi Palace. There's no rules, apparently. Cause the I, I would hope what, what I hope for this to happen, because I think we all the answer why we're doing it is they want money. And yeah. it's just like it's been a month. They you're like we, we would have had like eight cards by now. Yeah. There's, there's money to be paid here. Yeah. Um, but, I actually have a thing about uh, California politics. Um, this is just my own entertaining picture of what this fight could be is um, I don't know if you guys read some of the article going on in California with the legislation 
Um, but we've been one of the states that have been a little bit better and ahead with dealing with this for our population centers. Yeah, we may, but, may um, not we've we also may stated not to really control it, we need to get a better grip of the homeless population in California. So the tentative plan is to stick them in all these vacant hotels. So God, I would love it if Tachi Palace was just full <laughs> of California's homeless. And this went on for a backdrop to just really paint that full picture of what a clusterfuck of this just, whole thing is. This is such a bad idea, guys. Like, this is such a bad idea. Uh, Mark, sorry, you were saying? Oh, I, I, well, I, my hopes and dreams of this event is just that they they really need to go to the extremes, right? And I think what you guys were saying, having stuff pre-recorded, maybe can they not do that here? Like, one fight at a time, you get like an hour. They get a 30-minute warm-up before they walk out. They space it all out. They have each of the, you know, they someone gets the train in the room. They wipe the whole room down. They sanitize the whole thing. If they go to the like the nineteenth degree to make sure that everything's on the up and up, then it's like, okay, you know what? Like, I don't agree with this. But when you're taking these kind of, everyone's getting tested, right? Every every member is getting tested and coming back, and you know, if they do all well, the why, things, why are we wasting do, tests on these people? There's sick people point. not getting tested. Yeah, you know, and you made a lot of good points opening up, Bobby, about like there has to be an ambulance there, there has to be medical staff, and it's like, well, those people could be helping people sick. Yeah. It's just dumb. Yeah, you know, I, I try to recognize what they could Dude, do to make it right. In a, world where, in a right. world where my favorite pizza place is all they're doing is making pizzas and delivering it to the two hospitals in Walnut Creek, the UFC can shut the fuck up, quite frankly. By well, the way, like, the people are like, this card is going to get leaked in the next, probably while we're doing this podcast. People wanting Covington versus, um, oh, here we go. Here's some of the, here's some of the fights. Rose versus Jessica Andrade. Yo, wait, that fight's still going on? Uh, Calvin Cater versus Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy Stevens will, will, was going to have to fight a human being soon anyway, the way that man operates. Um, Jacare versus Uriah Hall. Okay. I It says Hardy versus DeCastro. And uh, that's Greg Hardy, I think. And then Vincente Luque versus Nico Price. These are good fights. But again, we all could wait till the end of May and we'll be okay. You know, my normal thing to say when Rose is fighting, especially when she's fighting someone scary, is keep that person away from my girl Rose. In this case, I'm like, yo, keep that virus away from my girl Rose. Like, why are these people risking this? Although, at the same time, we did just have, I mean, in my opinion, a very entertaining WrestleMania, albeit a little weird, over the okay. last two nights. It's not an and opinion. At, it's this, a at, no, at, at this point, the can of worms has been open. That's it. Like, we already had some shit go on. Like, that, that was, was two fun. weeks ago. Hey, man, that was fun, too. Like, 14 million people apparently were engaging with WrestleMania online. They did a good job, but Stefan made all the points about the differences there. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is ridiculous. Yeah, um, at least we actually get some, at least we actually get some book fights. I think the UFC doesn't want to pay these fighters, and they probably owe them fights based on their contract, and they don't want to just pay them for nothing. So they're like, we might as well. See if we can scam some people out of paying for a pay per view. Yeah. And how is this? How is this a pay per view? That's the most amazing. Part has Dana been playing the like the drum of like, oh, we got to get things back to normal. We're America. Oh, we, first of all, I feel like that's he, a yeah. He's playing the he M- MMA media as a bunch of pussies. That's a lot of that. We're all pussies for complaining. All the MMA media. ESPN's not batting an eye because ESPN's their broadcast partner. Dana White also got sued because he was in some sort of sex tape extortion thing, which if you read the details about that was real funny because apparently Dana White was paying a stripper 10 grand per visit 
Um, yeah. Which I like how that's also the fight that the amount they pay a fighter when they're on the undercard in the UFC. That's what I was gonna say. Like, <laughs> is, like is that, that that's that, that's a lot less than a performance bonus. I was gonna say he's giving her. I was I was wondering if the stripper was getting ten and ten also. Maybe she got ten based on a win there, depending mm. on how good of a job she did. What's a Look, win in this case? I don't know. Making Dana White's toe toes curl, Mike. How about that? That's a win that. for everybody. <laughs> Look, let's just uh, we talked about fights enough. Let's do stuff. Let's uh, do stuff we like a little bit. Um, let's try to make this short because we're about to get into the the great superhero movie uh, tournament, which is what this podcast is now. Um, and Stefan made this one, so I can't spend the whole time complaining about the bracket because Stefan made it and asked for all of our input too. Stuff we like. Um, we already mentioned it. I'm gonna talk about WrestleMania. And because I know two of the people here definitely watch the parts that I want to talk about. First off, I thought that the grave or the boneyard match oh. was was the best thing <laughs> the WWE had done in years. And Steph, that was the case for exactly one night. Because then we went on the acid trip that was the Firefly Funhouse match, which was the most internet fan smarkiest thing i've ever fucking seen where john cena just played hulk hogan at one point it was internet meme this is your life yeah it was it was, it was amazing it made me have so much respect for john cena which i like big match john anyway but i can't emphasize enough. you mean johnny large meat let's get his name right yeah first of all if you're not a wrestling fan you should watch the boneyard match because that is just some b-movie gloriousness <laughs> oh where- man you know, I wish uh, when we were watching that after we were talking and we were making all our jokes, it made me wish I was active on Twitter because about a half hour after I made the joke to you, I saw someone make it and I saw the evolution of this tweet get retweeted five times to like refreshing my computer the next day and it had like 7,000. I told you, Bobby, that this was the best episode of Sons of Anarchy. That this yeah. was the <laughs> season finale of Sons of Anarchy, what we were watching. And someone who made that exact same comment, I was like, fuck. I knew Mark, it. I knew I had a gem of an observation. Did you see any of these, Mark? I can't tell. Sorry. You're No, no. Oh, I'm shaking my head. Sorry. Oh, no. sorry. Basically, this the Boneyard match was the Undertaker and AJ Styles wrestling in a cemetery. We can't call it a graveyard match. And there was magic. And apparently, it's basically as if you'd watch Jason going after some campers, except we were all rooting for Jason, which we all were anyway. But that's essentially what happened in this one. And, like, it was straight up they were using special effects. The other one, the Firefly Floodhouse one, which I believe I I might have messaged this to you, Stefan, where I said, I can't believe I'm not stoned for this because it was so out there. And I don't even know how how Bray Wyatt won. John, C- John Cena might have left this mortal plane. Um, My favorite comment is wrestling should just be this now. And this was also like a week after I watched Chris Jericho get into an argument with a drone on TV. Wrestling is might have gotten better. Okay, <laughs> wrestling might have gotten better since we've gotten rid of the crowd. Um, WrestleMania was fun though, and it's free. Shut, shit, man. And also, if you um, just go on the network, find it, watch it, and they might just air it on Raw too. I heard because what else are they gonna air? That's my stuff. We like Stefan. You want to say anything? <laughs> um. I've just been watching so much content, you know. Um, I've still avoided Tiger King somehow. Uh, that's the one everyone's talking about. Yeah, everyone, I, 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 I no real. It just feels so trashy. It's like I know what I'm getting into, and I understand why I'll be sucked in. I just have been avoiding that. Um, kind of in the kind of lead up to the superhero bracket, I had been in the middle of my MCU rewatch, 
um, just throwing on two to three movies in the background um, when I'm working, when I just you know taking on other chores. You know, it's nice to uh, tune in for a couple Cap- minutes. Have you watched Captain America one again? Because I feel Captain America one's getting it still gets slept on. Well, I, I mean, really I'm, like that movie. I'm pretty deep in the rewatch, man. Um, I'm currently on Black Panther. So oh, okay. um, I'm right near the end of it. But yeah, man, I'm just kind of re-enjoying things. I'm going to try to take a stab at some new content um, after this. But um, for now, it's just uh, reuniting with old faithfuls. Uh, Mike, you got anything? Uh, yeah, just a small thing for me. Well, two things, I guess. Uh, WrestleMania, that was pretty Hell dope. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh That was pretty cool. Uh, they should pre-tape uh, more things more often. Gives them some, some room to work. Uh, the other thing I like is my frugalness slash cheapness because when the suggestion slash order came out for us to start wearing cloth masks, I went on Amazon and said, I'm buying myself some cloth masks. I saw they were 19 bucks and they wouldn't arrive for two weeks. And I said, fuck that. So I went on Pinterest, found out how to make a cloth mask. And I spent six or seven hours of my workday on Friday sewing a cloth mask together. I saw it too. Well done, Marcus. I'm sure you got uh, you got some stuff to tell the folks about. <laughs> yeah, I, I pressed us last week to do stuff we like because literally we do it every week when no one gives a shit, and it's like the one time people have like an ample amount of time, and we had to skip it for good reasons. Our other broadcasts were going on super long, so I have a laundry list of weird random shit I watched. I watched a lot of random movies. You guys have probably never heard of Free Fire. Who would have? I just I've heard of that movie. Really? Because no. I just randomly found it. Okay, good. I randomly found it on Netflix. I think it was just all I saw was Brie Larson with a gun, and I was like, "All right, let's see, let's see what's going on here." Oh shit! NBA. It's basically like a 19, 1970s movie where like these guys from Ireland are trying to buy drugs in Amer- uh, trying to buy guns in America, and literally, it's like a two-hour movie where it's just a shootout in a warehouse. It is ridiculous. Everyone gets shot like eight times. It is. It's really fun though. I had a good time. Um, I also randomly watched uh, on Hulu. They have the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, um, which the first half an hour is kind of rough to watch. It's very like up its own ass about what it is. I mean, it's very like we're doing this again, guys. It's like, all right. Uh, But once it gets into the meat of it, um, it was actually a really good film. And uh, it had a good uh, payoff, a good finish. I think Kevin Smith has gotten pretty good at having kind of like emotional arcs, especially with these longtime characters. I always feel one of the things I think he does pretty well is stick the landing on a lot of his movies. I mean, sometimes they go awry. I haven't seen the Walrus movie or the Moose oh, I saw, movie. Or I saw the Walrus movie. <laughs> like, and, which they mention in this movie. But uh, but this was actually really good. I mean, there's a lot of callbacks to Affleck's all of right? I, I mean, everyone. I mean, and they even, he mentions at one point, Kevin Smith playing himself mentions like, Oh, I had a heart attack last year, so I called in all my favors to all my big Hollywood friends to get this, to do this stupid <laughs> film. Uh, but there's a lot of good. Is this on Prime? You said? Uh, I th- think it's on Hulu. Ah, damn it's either it's Hulu fine. or Prime. I can't remember which one, but it was on one of those. Um, I really enjoyed my time with it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I also saw uh, the movie Long Shot. Do you remember this? It was a Seth Rogen uh, movie it came out last year where he's like a, a speechwriter trying to Charlie use Theron. Yes, and I thought that was very charming and fun. Um, also saw Zombieland Two Double Tap. That w- that was fun. It was all right. Was it um, necessary? Not really, but it was fun. I didn't Fair hate enough. it. Like, I didn't. I, I, I enjoyed it my. Wasn't time offen- it, it wasn't offensive. The no. entire movie exists for its final scene. That's yeah. pretty much all that movie exists for. There, there were some good moments, and then they had some fun little callbacks and whatever. But um, and then I started. I haven't finished it. Uh, 
Sorry for Bothering You, which came out a couple years ago. I've always been kind of interested in watching that. I'm like halfway through it. Not really been enjoying my time there. Um, I did have to mention right when all the pandemic uh, shelter in place started popping off, uh, video games started releasing, which was really in fantastic timing. So in the last couple weeks, there's been major titles on every platform. So Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing uh, came out a couple weeks ago. Right around that same time, uh, Half-Life Alex, which is a prequel to the Half-Life series. There hasn't been an, a new Half-Life since Half-Life 2 Episode 2, which was like 08 or something. So it's been well over a decade. Uh, super highly anticipated. I'm watching people play it. It looked really cool. If you have a VR setup, looks fun. Um, and then more recently, we just had Resident Evil 3 Remake drop, uh, which I've been playing this last week and really been enjoying. Uh, and then, of course... Uh, this week, Final Fantasy VII Remake comes out on Friday. Reviews came out today, kind of all over the place, which was a little um, disheartening. I was really anticipating it to be ab- above 90 on Metacritic, and it's right at 87. The you know the cons really being some graphical inconsistencies where some shit just looks fucking fantastic, and other stuff, it looks like they really kind of uh, you know wrote it in. Uh, and then there's some repetitiveness. I guess some side quests are kind of kind of meh and kind of filler. Um, but that's kind of the main faults. Everything I've seen and played has just been fantastic from the viewpoint of someone that Final Fantasy VII is their favorite game of all time. So um, really looking forward to that remake. Um, and then I watch, I try to catch up on some of these superhero movies because there's some holes I had in my game. So, um, But I'll be discussing those as we go through them now. That was my segue to you, Bobby. All right. Um, guys, are we ready? Are we ready to get yeah. into... The Great Superhero Movie Madness Tournament. Stefan dusted off 100% of his graphical skills here, uh, too. Uh, we, we'll post. We'll actually post this one. Mike, can you post it on the Twitter account, actually? An Instagram account? Mike? Muted. Yeah, Mike, asking questions here. Yeah, I'm going to take it. Yes. I, know, I know you're asking questions, Bob, but I was muted. What do you want from me? Do you want to answer the question? Yes, I can post it on the... Uh... On nice. the old uh, Instagram and the Twitter. Oh, and that damn Bob, you're asking for a lot. No, I'm you're, you're in I charge of the you're in charge of the Twitter account now. I got you. But Mike's <laughs> also spending six hours a day making masks. So got real tight. In fairness, the first one took six hours. The uh, second one better. took like three hours. Hey, man, I'm spend- getting easier. I'm spending nine hours a day marketing. So Mark and I can still have a fucking job. That's where my life's at at this point. Um, all right, Stefan, you're the captain of the ship. Go for it. Yeah. So, yeah, this week we are doing the ultimate superhero March Madness. Um, of all the brackets we've done, I'm really excited to talk about this one because, honestly, we were, the four of us are a bunch of comic book superhero nerds, and that's why this is going to be a multi-part episode. Um, to make this one special, I actually built the bracket myself um, this time. So if you see our picks, if you think something's too high, too low, overrated, should have made the list, you're going to aim all your ire at me, you know, um, a little bit about my methodology. I did kind of break this out entirely from scratch. Uh, I use a bit of a template that I found um, to just kind of get that initial pull of what are the good movies out there. Um, it was a little outdated, so I had to, you know, make some additions. A lot of great stuff came out in the last couple of years. Um, but at the same time, I really wanted to mix it up. Uh, I didn't want to have like all the Marvel movies on one end versus all the DC because that's not fairly weighted. Um, I tried to make it spread them out so it's not like, you know, three rounds of Spider-Man going up against Spider-Man. But you will see as we go through this um, that that gets hard at some point. There's just a lot of fucking Spider-Man and Batman movies out there. 
So eventually they run into each other. They're, they're the best two it. superheroes, man. That's why. Um, yeah, you know, in a very, you know, they got different tones, but they kind of are each other's equivalents in their respective universe, both known for amazing rogues galleries. Um, but yeah, we're just here to crown the ultimate superhero movie, you know, kind of going through this, I got reminded of a lot of movies, like, it's easy to just think of the MCU as ahead of the pack and then a couple movies here or there. But, you know, there's a lot of cheesy crap out there that you know didn't make the list but or we like these movies and they're not necessarily good movies even though they're fun or maybe they didn't age well but there's actually we've lived a pretty charmed lifetime that we've gotten all these movies so um as a superhero like comic book reading kid since we were youngins um i was really happy to put this one together do you guys remember when it was a bit of a kiss of death as an actor to have been in a superhero movie I mean, it was also a kiss of death to do television. So that all things have changed a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah. Um. So just without further ado, um. So we ended up uh, again leaving up. There's going to be a lot of movies. We ended. Up, I ended up leaving four play-in spots uh, to kind of round out the bracket. As you know, if you're a fan of March Madness, they got a you know, sixty-four isn't enough anymore. We got to get a few in there. So without getting past the ballots, we ended up landing our last four in were, I believe, uh, the Thomas Jane Punisher. I'm just going to chime in my most notable scene, the, the shootout at the family barbecue, guy who gets on the <laughs> sailboat, starts pulling up that mask for his getaway, and then just gets shot in the back. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the old lady crumbling from the shot to the knee? <laughs> Uncle Jerry, sailboat's probably not the best escape route, you know? I'm sorry. He's abandoning his family, right, too. <laughs> you didn't um, see the deleted scene where he's running, taking cover, and licking his finger and putting it to the wind, being like, "Oh, we got wind to the north. I can get out here on the sailboat." That that was the Punisher movie that was really gory, right? That no, I think it was a, a lady that, director. That, no, that the, that the, war the Warzone. Warzone was the this one was gory too. Warzone was fucked up. <laughs> Warzone that one I, that should have gotten some votes too. But yeah, that, I mean, yeah, it's just an honorable mention. Punisher Warzone. It's got a scene where you see these like three guys just start parkouring. You have no context for who these guys are. Why are they parkouring around the city? One of them does like a slow motion side flip off a building. And then he just goes into a rocket. And then you pan <laughs> down and see the Punisher decided to just, like, fucking rocket launcher these random three punk kids. Dude, but... I'm, I'm, so far, my list of stuff to watch after this. Number one is Punisher Warzone. <laughs> but okay. All right, let's but get going. But I digress. Moving into the last four in, we had the original uh, uh, Punisher with Thomas Jane. We had a throwback uh, image movie that I just I hadn't thought about it in years, but Spawn. You were a kid of the 90s. You knew who Spawn was, and you thought he was the most badass character of all time. We had a couple votes from Mark and Bob put in uh, Mystery Men. Hell fucking yeah. There's no one who saw Mystery Men who disagrees with this. <laughs> I saw that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I still think one of the biggest travesties is that Blank Man didn't make the list. I saw Blank Man too, and I did like Blank Man. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff. And just to round it out, not the sexiest pick, but, you know, a lot of MCU movies didn't make the cut. Well, not a lot. A couple didn't make the cut. One of them did at the end, and that's Iron Man 2. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to we're, we're, we're splitting this up. We got a we got a lot of superhero movies to talk about. Um, I've seen all of them. I can fortunately say we got a couple holes here and there. Um, so hopefully people will be honest in their arguments. Um, not that I'm worried about it, but to kick it off. We got the number one overall seed. 
And that is the star-turning, character-alting performance of Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Versus, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who saw it. It's saw my it. fault that this is on the list. I saw it. <laughs> it's a good I've, movie. I've seen Sky High. Yeah, man. Sky, Sky High is a good kids family superhero movie. Kurt Russell, uh, John Travolta's wife is in it, if I'm right. Yeah. Uh, Danielle Panabaker is in that movie. Not sure, who that is. who that is. Not sure who that that's is. Killer Frost from The Flash. Oh, okay, there we go. And that's all I know. Shout out to uh, Mike. Young uh, Emily Wins- Winstead. So she's Mar- got the three names. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Ramona Flowers. A.K.A. Ramona Flowers of Scott Pilgrim. Um, yeah, it's a good family-friendly movie. I mean, let's tell people what these movies are about. Dark Knight is about Batman and the Joker. Sky High is about a guy who goes to a, a kid who goes to a high school where everybody's a superhero, and he's in superhero school. His Yo, parents Bart. are famous superheroes. And Stefan, his- do you realize what Sky High is? It's My Hero Academia. Yes. Okay. They have a sidekicks class. Yeah. Because one of the main characters, he gets put in the sidekick class. He's like, I'm not a sidekick. I'm a hero. I mean, and then you have like a gadgets class. It is My Hero Academia, the live action movie. There um, we go. That's it a- is a, so for that being the biggest anime phenomena in the world, give respect where you came from. Put some <laughs> respect on Sky High's name. Yeah. But that said, there's a reason the Dark Knight is the top overall seed in this bracket. Um, it is incredibly well regarded. It is the single greatest performance by an actor I think I've ever seen. Is Heath Ledger as the Joker? The movie's not the same without him. Hell, there's two other Batman movies in this trilogy that are on this in this bracket. They aren't as good. A large part of that is because of Heath Ledger. I fucking love this movie. I watched this movie a few weeks ago. There's like not a lot of special effects. Like when they flipped the semi truck, they flipped a fucking semi truck in that thing. That's how they did it. Um, they a lot of it was practical. And he, he Christopher Nolan's a genius. And yeah. We're going to sing the praises of this movie a lot during this tournament, but I, yeah, Dark Knight, man. I got Dark Knight, too. <laughs> here, here. Mark? Um, uh, I would recommend the listeners look at this bracket when they uh, get a chance, because one, Stefan put a lot of work into it. Um, and also, this fucking movie set out like a sore thumb to me. <laughs> like Literally, my eye was drawn right to sky high, and I was like, the fuck is this shit doing on here? Isn't this some dumbass kids movie? And then I remember we were talking about. I was like, yeah, no one's seen Sky High, right? And each one of you's like, I have. I liked it too. Me too. It was like, a good movie. All right, I'm in some weird minority where I didn't get stuck at my uh, nephew's birthday party or something. <laughs> I'm sure it's great. Whatever. Um, and I'll, I've noticed there's going to be a couple holes in my game, and a lot of them is like, well. Movie on the other side, I'm pretty okay taking the the fight with there and Dark Knights and easy uh, tour de force is all I'll say about that. So we'll be talking about Dark Knight very often, so I'm not gonna say much except saying, uh, yeah, Dark Knight advances in a sweep. And March Madness history continues. A 16 has still yet to upset a one. Didn't that happen? That no, happened. it did happen. Like Virginia two years ago. Yeah, Virginia. Okay, yeah, yeah. It did finally happen. All right, we're getting back on track. The under, Like The Undertaker, the streak is back now. Mm-hmm. Okay? We're starting the new streak. So in the next matchup, in the eight and nine seeds, we have the lowest rated Avengers movie, and that is Avengers 2 Age of Ultron versus Thor 1. Who wants to kick this off? I'll go. Um, I... Uh... I mean, do we? I'm, I mean, this whole explaining what these movies are about might actually be pointless. The more I think about, it, especially with these Marvel ones, they know what we're getting into. Um, I go with Thor on this one because, um, quite frankly, 
I watched Age of Ultron a couple days ago, and I was just like, I don't care about a lot of this. Um, it was not a bad movie at all. It's still good. I mean, this is we're very much blessed in an era where the bar is so high for these superhero movies. Um, Thor, on the other hand, um, you got Loki. Um, you got Loki, and um, the whole relationship between Thor and Loki, and I'll bring it up as it comes off in other movies too. I love. I got a little brother. He's a real little shit um, that makes me laugh all the time. Gives me a hard time. Loki obviously has got much grander plans than that. But their whole dynamic, as someone with a little, with a younger sibling, I love. And I thought it was just so well done. And you got like good fucking actors in this thing, man. You're like Stellan Skarsgård in this bitch. You know, you got Natalie Portman in this thing. You got like, um, you got Anthony Hopkins, Rene Russo. They all just did great. Um, and I think it was Kenneth Branagh who directed this one. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Kenneth Branagh does some serious shit. And this was just a very well done origin story, story, quite frankly. And so yeah, I go with Thor in this one. Age of Ultron, uh, the scene where they all try to lift the hammer was fun. That really, I enjoyed that. That might have been the favorite part of the movie, but the rest of it was fine. Hulkbuster and stuff, but Thor was better for me. It was also nice seeing, um, for about the six minutes that both Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were in the Avengers. So that scene when they all actually assembled, uh, was pretty dope as well. And I think originally I was going to pick Age of Ultron. I actually had it down in, uh, in my notes, but the more I think about it, the more I think that is just, uh, accumulation of superhero syndrome where I just automatically thought, all right, well, Avengers is obviously a better movie. It's one of the Avengers movies. But thinking back on Thor, I wouldn't even call that an origin story because Thor was already Thor. I mean, there, there, there was no, oh, he, he wasn't Thor and now he's Thor. That's I mean, fair. He was already a fully formed, you know, person at that point. And I liked how they introduced um, Hawkeye in that movie. And um, I mean, maybe it was a little pain by numbers, but... I liked his redemption arc in that movie. So I'm picking Thor. Yeah, anything different, Mark, or are you on the same side? Well, no, I, I maybe I wish I would have gone before Bobby because I could maybe I could sway Mike back to Avengers, maybe not. Um one, I, I, I do think Thor is a really good movie, and that was uh, a difficult sell at the time, especially for me. I was like, I'm not really interested in this character, and I think a lot of the fish-out-of-the-water stuff made that movie a lot more personable and made you connect to that character really fast. Um, there's a lot of things I like about all the Avengers. I mean, I think when Mike said, like, oh, when you kind of do this, and I, it's not like the popular thing or like the cool niche thing to do, but like, yeah, I like the Avengers movie when there's lots of these fun, awesome characters with these awesome actors portraying these characters I love interacting, not only dialogue wise, but in fight scenes. Like, you'll notice a trend in a lot of the movies I'll pick are these big compilation movies because they are my favorite of the MCU. What I liked about Age of Ultron is I actually think think it ages a little bit better come out of Endgame because what they're setting up in Age of Ultron is the eventual split of uh, Tony and um, Captain America, Steve Rogers. And, but then that also comes into their ideologies that kind of makes Infinity War happen and makes them fail. And they bring that up in Endgame, right? When you have this, the culmination is basically... We were going to do this as a team and we didn't agree on this thing, which is Age of Ultron and making Ultron and how that spins off. And that is what caused, you know, why we failed is because we didn't work together. Um, and that's all sp speds off this. Um, 
a lot of awesome characters are introduced in Age of Ultron as well. Uh, Black Panther is introduced. Um, obviously, Vision comes into play. And you don't get a lot of time with Vision in this movie. You don't get a lot of time with him generally overall. Uh, mm -hmm. Mark, uh, Black Panther wasn't introduced in Age of Ultron. Oh, oh he was in, Wakanda. Uh, was Wakanda was, though. Yeah. Was, uh, so was it Winter Soldier? It was after this. I watched all those in session. I probably got those confused. Uh, Black Panther show, he makes his first debut in Civil War. Although Scar and Wakanda, is it Scar? The guy, uh, Claw. Captain Claw. Claw and Wakanda do make an, um, an right. appearance. They, they go in, to Wakanda, uh, yeah, you're right. But it was it was Winter Soldier, the next big movie I watched because it was all of them coming together. Uh, but yeah, I really liked Age of Ultron. There's a lot of things. I mean, you get, and I think what I was getting to with Vision is he's introduced very late into the movie you don't get a lot of time to get like who this character is but they set that up with the scene that bobby mentioned that he really liked which is a fun scene everyone's trying to lift thor's hammer nobody's worthy and they don't have a lot of time to introduce this character and kind of give you a breath so when he wields that hammer that says more than three scenes they could have done dialogue wise that tells you everything about that character his worthiness like where his heart lies and kind of his mind state and his power level too, which I think is something they kind of fluster in some of the other movies. But yeah, I really liked Age of Ultron. I had a great time. Thor is also fantastic, but those movies, when they come together, they stand out because they're extremely memorable because you have these A-list actors in these perfectly personified roles interacting. And I just, I eat that up every day. That ballerina crap was not ideal in that movie. I didn't think, just putting that out there. For um, not to trash on the movie with um, Scarlet Witch, not Scarlet Witch. Help me out. Oh, Black Widow, the, the Black Widow, the Black, flashback. I, I, yeah, I, didn't, like, I, I hated that. Shit. Bobby, I love that shit because I'm like, I'm digging for Black Widow shit now because I'm like, what's this movie going to be oh, about? And see, I'm I looking at all that really stuff. I'm like, it. okay. I mean, I didn't like. It stuff's rough, and I think it's supposed to be rough, and it's not supposed to be like easy to watch or whatever. But like, I was, I thought it was interesting because now I'm just reading into everything. So I was like, this movie makes a lot of sense come Endgame, and maybe they left little nuggets for uh, her story, her movie coming out soon, too. So. That's fair. Stefan, where are we at? Um, yeah, I think it's interesting that you guys kind of brought up uh, that parallel of the, liking the Thor and the worthy thing, because that's one of the best things I think about Thor, is that Thor is already Thor, but we establish what does it mean to be worthy, because he loses his powers. And that's the big, like, heart end, is that when he finally learns humility, when he finally understands sacrifice, what it means to, like, you know, be a good leader, he gets his powers back. So it's all that which we learn from Thor, which gives us value in that scene in Age of Ultron, you know? And that's kind of the beautiful thing about this connected universe. Um, I love both of the movies, but um, I'm with Mark. I give it to Ultron, because it's not a perfect movie, but... It really, I just as a Marvel fan, I really got excited because this is where the universe really started to expand. We introduced Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, who are historically mutants. Maybe they're not mutants in this, but it's allowing me to dream, right? We're in the rumblings of, is Marvel going to buy Fox and unite the universe? Are we going to get to do the rest of them? We got Wakanda. That was an expansion I never thought we were going to touch. You know, um, the Hulkbuster Hulk fight was, like, really cool at the time, I remember. So... It's definitely the lowest of the Avenger movies to me, but just remembering how it made me feel as a Marvel fan and like the world just grew that much bigger. Um, it was a really cool moment for me, um, you know, and then liking all the things you guys like. All right. Um, was it, was that takes us to an interesting spot. Uh, can, I pick, can I pick whose tiebreaker we use? Can we, each of, every time we get a tiebreaker, one of us. Hold on. 
maybe this will sway either uh, uh, Steph or Mark. Um, Chris Helmsworth uh, dyed his eyebrows for the original Thor movie. Almost swayed, not swayed. Okay. Uh, how about this? When we have a tiebreaker, because you know what they are, Stefan. One of the rest of us get to pick whose tiebreaker we go to. That's true. Um, so just for reference, if you've noticed, we last week we had a fifth voice to kind of squash these ties. Um, this one, we don't have someone who's available who uh, has seen the breadth of knowledge uh, to seen all these movies. But, uh, you know, since I made this for fun, I shared it with some other friends and family. Um, put it out there for a little bit, and you know, some of them obliged, and with nothing to do, they filled out their brackets like it was March Madness. So, um, on hand, I have brackets to uh, my brother Francis, who is a uh, longtime animator, original D and D nerd. His credentials are there. I like superheroes because of him. Uh, we got my sister Suzanne's bracket. Uh, she grew up one year apart from Francis, so everything I like, she was right along there for the ride. Um, and our third bracket is one of my best friends, Stacy. And she is a superhero aficionado. Um, she only had one hole in this whole bracket. Uh, she the only one she hadn't seen was Joker. Um, all she has brothers. All her cousins I, I are want guys. Suzanne, I want Suzanne's bracket. That's why I want, want Suzanne's bracket. bracket I'm, go, I'm going. The, 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 the next ones, the guys can pick one of the other ones. I just I want to say gonna... foolish, Bobby. I'm saying Bobby should have picked Stacy. What's the results, Steph? <laughs> uh, all three of them are on the same page on this okay. one, so it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, they all chose Age of Ultron. Man, what? okay. Steph, right. I'll be honest. When you put this together, you're like, "There's no chance Bobby's not picking the movie with Natalie Portman in it, right?" <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. We, yeah, Bobby. Then why didn't you nominate The Dark World? Because it wasn't good. That was good. the last time we had seen her. It wasn't she had a good. very prominent role. It wasn't good. I'm not. Look. Just to make sure, is the Dark World, I forget, is the Dark World in this bracket? Spoiler no. alert, the Dark World did not make the final 64 cut. All right. All right. And fun fact about the Dark World, uh, the director of Wonder Woman was going to direct the Dark World, uh, Patty Jenkins, and she begged out of doing it because she said she could not make a good movie out of that script. I'm just putting this out there. We've gone 20 minutes and we've gone two picks. Yeah, so. we need to. <laughs> we we got to go a little faster. I know. Uh, this is, might just turn into a three-parter is okay. what this is turning into. Um, <laughs> uh, so for the next one in our first five versus 12 matchup, we have at the fifth seed, Deadpool, the Merc with a Mouth. And at number 12, you know, our uh, one another entry from not the big two, uh, and that is Hellboy Two: The Golden Army. Fucking love um, as one of the resident Hellboy fans, Mark, I want to go to you first. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed all the Hellboy films. Um, and I actually the one unfortunately that we're not going to talk about, I enjoyed the most, but it wasn't as critically claimed that the newest one. But um, this is tough because I I what I like about Hellboy is the universe that they build, which is basically our universe but everything that's has been mythologized is actually real like there's you know he heaven and a hell um and all the urban uh you know myths creatures kind of exist um and i love that world um and i think it's really interesting uh deadpool is a tough movie to beat because those in the know knew like how challenging that movie was to be able to get right it really needed the right vision to be able to be what it needed to be to be authentic to that comic book and that character um and they nailed it and it's just like in and you knew Ryan Reynolds, and I don't know the, the writing team and the director, which, you know, I should. Um, they were all in line with, like, this is how this character has to be portrayed. This is what the character is. He has to, it has to be rated R. You know, it has to be gory. It has to be lots of fourth wall breaking and a lot of curse words and sexual innuendos and scenes. And 
they not only did right by the by the character and by the comic, but um, it was just also turned out to be a fantastic film. So yeah, huge. It, it, that's going to be a tough one to beat. Really liked Hellboy two uh, quite a bit, but like, when I think about the Del Toro ones, I they do get kind of muddled, um, and it's and it's hard for me like to especially with something like Deadpool. It's got to go with Deadpool. Yeah, I'll second that. Deadpool nailed it. I think Mark hit it. It, it for the challenge for it to be as good as it was. Um, yeah, there's sometimes there's just those actors you see as a character. Um, you know, Captain Picard becoming Charles Xavier was an easy given. Um, and I think Ryan Reynolds, he's really owned Deadpool to the point when I saw Detective Pikachu, I thought it was just Deadpool again. Like it still felt like it was Deadpool, but just more like maybe PG rated. But yeah, knocked it out of the park, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you guys. Um, Hellboy Two is a really good movie, but it's going up against a behemoth of a movie in a five seed in Deadpool. I got uh, Hellboy Two. I've seen this movie. Um, you guys may not know this. I've seen this movie about fifteen times. I fucking love Hellboy Two. What What about it makes this one fifteen times worthy? I mean, that might be an exaggeration. I just think it's really well done. The whole thing with like Abe Sapien and the fucking like, um, the princess, that whole story, the whole thing about like, um, Hell, I'm, I'm just gonna spoil the movie, I guess, at this point. Hellboy's like, um, his relationship with his girl and like she may be pregnant or not be pregnant. And I just think I, I like the first Hellboy movie. The, um, sorry, phone was ringing. The, um, this, this one was a little, is much easier to follow. I think, I think the first one, I got lost in all the Nazis. Um, there was a lot going on in the first one. This one, I think, is just really well done, top to bottom. And I, again, I mean, I love, I like, I like Deadpool quite a bit. And quite frankly, Hellboy 2, I would have had it beating a lot of these other movies. And that, I had to think about this one quite a bit, but I'm going Hellboy 2. I'll be honest, the fact that I know the three of you picked Deadpool and Deadpool's going to advance allows me to make this pick a little more confidently. But I like Deadpool. I, I, it's just, it's one of my favorite comic book movies. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, this is all for fun, man. Like, I think there's, we'll get a few of these like out there where I think some of us just want to get a vote on the board to rep for one of these movies. Because as we're about to go in the next in the four versus thirteen matchup, I'm calling it right now. The fact that I put this at four shows the depth of quality of superhero movies and how spoiled we've been. Guardians of the Galaxy one is an incredibly great and phenomenal superhero movie, and it is coming in at a four seed. Take on number thirteen, surprise hit Shazam. You know Wonder Woman's a three seed on this, right? I'm just reminding you that this exists as a three seed. Not to judge, not to make any large statements about seeding, but I'm just putting that out there because Guardians is fucking excellent. Someone Guardians- on this podcast has to respect women, Bobby. Someone. Yeah, Captain Marvel got a, sh- a shaft too at number fucking nine over there. I got Guardians. Uh, Guardians might be my favorite movie that they've done in the mcu to be honest the more i think about it i love guardians this guardians was the movie where marvel was just like fuck it we're doing a movie about this team you never fucking heard of all right we're gonna have a tree monster and a raccoon on top of him and let's see man and they gave it to james gunn and they're like this guy's a fucking weirdo let's see what he does you know and they fucking knocked it out of the park it's incredible guardians of the galaxy shazam is fun but guardians of the galaxy trounces it Mark, you recently watched Shazam. How you feeling about it? I did, um, and I'm going to talk about Shazam because I'm going to pick Guardians because I, I mean what Bobby said, and I think what everyone and I think what will probably be a reoccurring theme in a lot of these discussions is just like how difficult some of these movies are to do correctly because 
comics are fucking weird, man. And a lot of these are weird. And Guardians was, I mean, I'm sure Steph could attest, like, when you heard, like, they're making this movie, like, one, it was it was not a brand I was super familiar with. I think we, I just found out who Rocket Raccoon was because they put him in Marvel, which is Capcom. And I was like, oh, he's from this other thing. And there's a tree. Okay. Yeah, and, Mark, in uh, basketball terms, this is called a heat check. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and they nailed it, like Bobby said. But I recently watched Shazam. It was a movie that I was I was interested in when it when it came to theaters and just kind of missed it and you know yeah I was like you know I I, I want to watch this finally. I watched it and it was really fun. And especially as you know DC in that time frame when this movie came out was kind of fluttering a little bit. You know, I mean especially it had the, the movies that didn't land. I don't think Wonder I think Wonder Woman did come out at this time. So they had some hits. And this was just them it it was them showing that we can make a fun movie that doesn't have to be interconnected with everything. We don't have to have this big overarching storyline. It could just be a fun origin story, which at this point too, when this movie came out, like it's that that's kind of been done to death. And I think a lot of people are kind of glad and we don't have to get like, okay, this is how the kid got his powers and how he's dealing with it and all that. But I think DC kind of flexed a little muscles where they showed like, we can make funny movies and we can have characters that are fun that aren't the main character. I think who really steals Shazam is the um, other brother um, who has like a limp or whatever. Basically, Shazam's an orphan. He's in a foster home. Um, and there's the whole, a lot of... the whole orphan foster home stuff was awesome. Yeah, that was really well done. Yeah, and there's different. a lot of fun stuff in this movie. But Guardians is just like they had so much weird shit going up against them, and they just nailed it all over the place. That movie is fantastic, self self contained. Um, what a fun film! So yeah, going with Guardians, but really liked Shazam. Different different lineups. I would have picked Shazam over some stuff. So yeah, I watched Shazam as the third straight superhero movie I'd watched on an eleven hour flight. I'd watched fucking the Dark Phoenix movie, Jesus. and then That's I watched uh, Aquaman, and then I watched. I think I was at this point I had internet and I was messaging Stefan about what I was about to watch, and I was like, I'm watching Shazam now, and you're like, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of Shazam, I love Zachary Levy from his days in uh, Chuck. And I was fully expecting this movie not to be good because it was comical just how fake his muscles are in in that suit. Yes. <laughs> it's his muscles are comically big in that suit. But it was a really good movie. It it had a lot of heart in it. I, I love the, the the little girl um yes, in the movie. She was I, adorable. Thought, I thought she was cute as a button. But Guardians of the Galaxy, much how you guys were saying, um, that was a movie where Marvel is just like Yo, fuck it. Let's just it was, see. What it was happens. a heat check. It was the Marvel heat check. Unfair soundtrack too. Like Shazam had like one or two class. Like Guardians is just like first minute when they're playing yep. the song, and he's dancing around. You're like, oh, okay. Right, this is gonna- right from the beginning where they start playing "Come and Get Your Love." You're, you know, like okay, you're in for a ride of a movie. Here. And Pratt's yeah. killing it too. It's just like two minutes in, you're like, oh, this is fun. It was I think this is heady praise. Uh, there's been a lot of MCU movies. Uh, Guardians for me, it's uh, without thinking too much of it. It's in my top five. I was, dude, I think it's my number one. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, they 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 built a whole world in one in one movie. It basically had no ties to anything else. They just they built the whole damn world. It was uh it was really cool. Um, moving along to our next matchup, you know, we're talking about seating. I'm upset at this one. Um. And I made the damn thing. But in a number six seed for this side, we got Captain America 3 Civil War taking on at the 11. Criminally underrated. Again, I made it. But a little movie called Big Hero 6 that I very personally love. Um, But Mike, as one of the 
movies features two prominent New Yorkers, one of them making their uh, universe debut. You want to kick this off? Oh, so I think you thought I was going to pick Captain America Civil War. I'm actually picking Big Hero 6, which is based in a weird Tokyo, San Francisco. San Francisco. Uh, oh, is that what it's called? Uh, but I am actually going with Big Hero 6. Um, I went back and forth with this pick because Civil War, I thought, was an excellent movie. I mean, that's pretty much every movie on this list is excellent on some level. But Big Hero 6, I rewatched maybe about 20 minutes of it the other day just so I could get another, you know, a gist of what the movie was again because it's been a while since I've watched it. And I remembered that I cried when the when someone dies in the movie, just in case nobody's watched it. I don't want to spoil it. But uh, the movie hit me emotionally. And, um, you know, it hit me emotionally at the end of the movie as well. Um, you know, when uh, when a certain hero comes back, uh, I think it's a vastly underrated movie. Uh, and it's probably going to get destroyed this round because I don't doubt that you guys are going to pick uh, Captain America in this case. But I wanted to give it some love. Mark, have you seen both of them? No, I should go last because how I'm doing I, the I, ones I, I haven't seen, I'm, I'm listening to the arguments, see if they can sway me. I didn't see Big Hero 6 either. I didn't even like Civil War that much. So it's not going to be that hard to sway me to pick. I'm not, honestly, you guys just sorted out. We didn't see it. You two sorted out. Um, well, we have our first upset. We have we a 11 seed taking down a 6. Be because um, with Captain America Civil War, sorry to cut you off, stuff, but with Captain America Civil War, look. I watched that movie in the movie theaters. When the scene comes on that it just says Queens, the whole movie theater erupted and people were like orgasming in this in their seats. But I can't Actually, pick. Wait a second. We can't just not pick because this thing is going to advance. Well, that's what I was going to say, Bob. Yeah, like, I was going to all these movies. You just you yeah, kind of made that decision. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's not going to work because we're going to end up with like Big Hero 6 against something. Fuck it. Yeah, I got to pick. I got to go with Civil War then because I got, only saw one of them. Unless you guys convince me this this movie we didn't see. How is this going to work, Stefan? This is your bracket. What we're are we going to do? We're, the, now, Mike. You, you want to choose who's the tiebreaker. You want yeah, to Mark, Mike, one Mike picks this time because he, he's right. picking Big Hero 6. He thought he was going to be on an island. Yeah, Mike, yeah, pick, your, pick the tiebreaker. I am going with uh, Francis, the former D&D player. Um, well, this one is highly swayed by him having a little daughter and his little well, daughter. Mike picked it. That's the rules. Yeah, Mike gets yeah. His little daughter absolutely adores Baymax, and as a result, my brother has seen this movie many times, and it is near and dear to his heart as well. Um, that is Big Hero Six. There we go. A Marvel. It was a like a manga, man Marvel yeah. manga that was like super unheard of, unutilized in the United States. That Disney's like, well, we own this. Let's just turn this into something, and they they completely nailed it. Like, it could be completely unfaithful to the original. Hell, if I know. I love the animated movie. You know, we all got Disney Plus, right? So Mark and Bob, I say it's entirely worth your guys' time. Yeah, so I, I, I looked on here and there was a couple movies I wanted to see. And this was one I kept thinking like, oh, yeah, I got to watch. I think because I don't always think of it as a superhero movie, I think of it as like a Pixar movie that I missed. I just kept blanking on it. And this was like I, every time I was thinking about like, okay, there was a couple movies I wanted to see before we did this. And that was on the list. And I kept forgetting it. And I'm probably going to watch it later now. So. Oh, 
Our first upset, again, uh, number 11 seed, Bigger Hero 6, moving on. Um, next in the 3 versus 14 match, we're talking about Guardians being too low. Well, number 3 is one of those movies that people forget about that it's up there, in my opinion. Um, that's Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi. That Dr. Octopus was something else. Um, and that is, uh, I mean, I'm already spoiling my pick, but just to set the table, that's taking on The Amazing Spider-Man, which is the Andrew Garfield reboot, I want to say, like, was that 2011, 2012-ish? You know what, we don't have to get too far deep into this one, too. I got we all know what we're too. taking. I got Spider-Man, too. Any dissenters? Yeah, I'm, I'm the amazing Spider-Man dissenter. I liked Andrew Garfield in that role. I thought he does a really good Peter Parker. I never really got on the Tobey Maguire train, and that's why when 3 was a train wreck, I was like, eh, you know what? I, 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 I like 2. I, I think it's fun. It obviously has the the best scene in the movie where he stops the subway train. You know, That's the one everyone talks about. Um, and, and the amazing Spider-Man really, I mean, it seems probably like Gwen Stacy's death, and that's probably one of the reasons why I liked it. Having seen the retelling of Spider-Man so much. That was a sequel. She died no, in the she, sequel. I'm pretty yeah. sure she died in the first no, one. In the no, first one, her dad died. died. Her dad died in the first no, one. I was having them all confused. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I, I liked, I did like that Gwen Stacy was a character. It's like, oh, this is the character. And I just, I honestly just liked um, Garfunkel so much as, because he's supposed to be kind of funny. And he's, he's I, supposed to be, I, a, I, 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 totally I never you. thought Toby I thought he was it. a better, I thought he was a better Spider-Man too. But I thought I thought he was a better a better Spider Man as well. But Spider Man Two, I thought because of Doctor Ock is why I put it ahead of this. Because in general, and I'm going to save shitting on the Tobey Maguire Spider Man for the actual Spider Man part of the bracket. Um, I didn't like him as a Spider Man either, to be honest, a lot. But Spider Man Two, I thought was really well done, personally. Yeah, I mean, I, of the three, I like that one the most. But I just I remember after I saw Amazing Spider Man, I was like, I like that one more than the other Spider Man movies. So that's mine. Andrew Garfield was too cool and too pretty to be pretty. To be uh, Peter Parker. No, but did you watch the animated show? Because Peter Parker in that show is a pretty good looking guy. He's pretty funny. That was also a cartoon. It was a cartoon. But hey, I, I, I could say cartoons are sexy, but, right? For everything you're saying, Mark, is why our current guy, uh, Tom, why. Uh, Perfect. Even better. He hits, both he hits everything. So, Mike, you on board with Spider Man 2? I'm going with Spider Man 2. Uh, no question for me. Yeah, just to echo what Bob said, um, Doctor Octopus. This is what you know. What's a staple of Marvel films in general across all the studios? The villains kind of suck, but this was one of the first Marvel movies where like the villain stole the show, and it just gave you a wealth of hope for things to come. Uh, they bombed the hell out of that Goodwill in Spider Man Three, which is why it's not in this list. Um, if you look at the big picture, but um, for Spider Man Two, I still thought they nailed it. It was real funny. <laughs> okay I mean so do we want to I mean we're just keeping it I mean where are we at this in this uh, bracket well, now we're, we're picking we up are, the pace yeah we're, we're not we still have a lot to go we're picking up the pace I guarantee you we're not going to be talking this much in the next three of these eventually All let's right. keep going well we're moving into the next bracket again no real thing we at you know no we're not we're not we're at, we're at 7 versus 10 X-Men 2 versus Guardians 2 oh what are you looking at yeah, okay. we're still. Oh, we're still in the. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. X Men Two United Guardians Two. X Men Two. X Men Two was the best superhero movie because our standards were real low back then. Um, Guardians Two is better. That's my pick. <laughs> Dissenters. Mm. 
that's what we're going with now, guys. If you have nothing to say, just just pick, your, make your pick, and let's get going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have volume two over it, but obviously this dissension where people aren't just like, oh, e easy. I think this is a lot about how volume two kind of dropped the ball when we were talking about Guardians, like not. 20 minutes ago about like how it's one of our favorite movies and volume two we're like fighting against x-men 2 which i did not like any of the x-men movies that much so it's easy volume two for me i'm gonna go with x-men 2 i haven't watched x-men 2 in a long time but i still remember it being one of the best movies i saw it has superhero movies well. it certainly hasn't aged well but it's opening scene with nightcrawler's attack on the white house that was next level superhero movie. They're really good with X Men movies of having one good scene in a fucking movie. Yes, they're all they're really good at shooting. <laughs> like, and that's one of the things that's lacking for me in some of the Avengers movies. The application of powers isn't always visually interesting, but for X Men, and that's why I've always wanted X Men to be in the MCU. X Men have the coolest powers, so to see them realized in pretty crummy movies that don't particularly age well. Um, but I do feel X2 deserves some love for that. It has it, it doesn't hold up in the current landscape, but for when it came out and the climate of superhero movies, it's movies like that that allowed us to get to the point we are now. So and, it, it deserves recognition for that. But And let's remember that at the time, granted, X3 was a steaming pile of garbage, but at the end of the movie, when you see the flicker of light, and everyone knows, like, holy shit, they're going to make the, the Dark Phoenix in the next movie. At that point, you're thinking, yo, this shit is about to be lit. I mean, granted, we, we know what happened there. But it was a little... At wild. the time, it was great. But, so I think that's a 3-1. We got our, at least, you know, a little descending thing. But Guardians is uh, number ups, uh, the second upset. 10 over 7. A common March Madness upset pick if you are a basketball person. Uh, but rounding out this bracket, we all have... Number two versus 15, and I believe 15 was our one of our plans here. Uh, we're just making it easy, sticking in Iron Man 2, the sequel, versus the movie that kicked off the MCU to begin with, and that is the pre-Marvel Studios. Was that Paramount Films or something like that? Iron Man know. 1. Iron Man 1 was the best comic book movie ever for exactly uh, 10 weeks until Dark Knight came out. Um, yeah, Iron Man kicks the shit out of Iron Man 2. This is easy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think you just yeah. need to see the seating, though, to see what the quality and drop-off was from one to two, but, you know, can't win them all. Yeah, I'll, I'll add something just to flavor it up. Do um, Bobby and Steph, do you remember we actually saw, like, the first scenes they kind of showed the public at WonderCon? Yeah. Because we awesome. were waiting for a Kevin Smith thing, and we we stepped into this Iron Man thing. Dude, and we're like, oh, whatever. Waiting, waiting for a Kevin Smith thing has led to us seeing some real cool shit. Yeah, that we were like oblivious <laughs> to. But Iron Man was one of them. I was like, vaguely, I was like, okay, I know, I've heard, I know who that character is. And they showed this scene where he's like testing how to like fly for the first time, which is a really fun scene. And I remember just seeing that and be like, shit, that movie might actually be really good. That scene was really fun. That might just be a fun scene. The rest of the movie might really suck. But that was a that was indicative of having some faith in this big plan they had. And I think they pulled it off. So. I think that's it. Yeah, let's Iron just keep, Man let's just, Advanced. Let's just keep going. I'll tell you, man, we're going to start picking up the pace here. We're not yeah. going to give every movie swan, every movie's fucking tail about why we, we connect with every single one. Some of these are going to just be, yo, that's better. Go. <laughs> you know, at the same time, though, I kind of loaded up all the brackets, Bobby. There's really good movies in all of them. <laughs> like I said, if this goes long, it goes long. If it takes three weeks, it takes three weeks. Because we like comic books, guys. I think you can tell. Um, but the next number one seed, we have the original Avengers with another play-in at the 16, I believe we threw in the Thomas Jane Punisher. 
I Look, fucking love I, the Punisher. I'm going to just get it out there. Uh, it's 16 for a reason. The Punisher represents just like back in the era when we didn't have any expectation of comic book movies. There was no thought that they would be good or win awards. We just wanted to be entertained. They were a little bit campy. They were a little bit corny. And the Punisher had that in goddamn spades. Remember he blew up the cars into his own like, logo with the fire? That was awesome. Yeah, man. The Avengers. Remember Avengers. how a bleached Kevin Nash j- can't speak but just fights him like through a building for like 10 minutes? Oh, yeah. Kevin Nash is really some good bad guys in these in his movies. Eh? Dude, when Avengers came out, I remember seeing it in theaters like, oh, my God, they pulled it off. They found a way to put all these people in one movie, and it was like perfectly done. And also, it doesn't get enough. I mean, maybe it doesn't get enough credit, but Loki being the bad guy to all of them was so well done. Just so goddamn well done. Yeah, and yeah. I said it. I said it before. Like it, it's hard to remember the Avengers not being popular at all because they weren't popular at all before these movies started. Like it was X Men was Marvel's thing, and then when they had this whole idea, it was like. No one knows who Iron Man was. Captain America was kind of popular. Thor was like a myth. It was just like, people don't know who these characters are. This thing's not going to work. And to where we are now, where everyone knows these characters and they're like iconic. And it's like, it's hard to believe there was a time where people really did not know who these people were. Um, Just speaks Brett to how great this film was. So yeah, awesome. And Punisher was fun too. What? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Avengers. Thank you, Mike. All right. I don't know. You look like you had something to say. Do you? <laughs> uh, anyways, moving on to the number eight versus nine in this bracket, we have Doctor Strange versus the other pre-Marvel Studios Paramount Pictures Marvel film, um, and that is Captain America, the first Avenger. This one, you want to go, Bob? Yeah, because yeah, I really like Captain America First Avenger, and I know a lot of people didn't. Um, you guys know this. I'm all for that old-timey shit. You give me some 50s, 40s stuff, some 60s stuff. I'm all about it, man. Um, and I like Doctor Strange. I mean, look, I'm a what I believe they call the man's fans, uh, cumber bitches. I myself am a cumber bitch. All right. I I I watched the shit out of Sherlock. So I was stoked. When Benedict Cumberbatch joined the Marvel Universe. And um, I thought he was a great Doctor Strange. Movie was fine. Movie was good. But Captain America, I mean, it's fucking Captain America. When he goes and, like, he goes and saves his crew. Like, his, like, his saves Bucky and all the boys. And they walk back to fucking camp. You know? That was some awesome hero shit. You know, when he was, when he's skinny ass Steve Rogers and they're like, you got to get the fucking climb the pole and get the flag down. Well, they didn't say climb the pole. They say, who gets the flag? Who gets the flag first? All these morons are trying to climb the flag. He just knocks the fucking pole over, grabs the flag. Again, I, I really like First Avenger. I know some people don't like that old time shit and it like takes a good hour for Captain America to be Captain America. I still really like it. Mike, you're the closest one to the Brooklyn kid. You gonna lean him or the guy in the uh, uptown part in New York? Where is the doctor? The the he is in Greenwich Village, so way, way, way downtown in Manhattan. He rich as fuck. Yeah, he's he's in the nice part. <laughs> he's rich as fuck. Um, I'm going with uh, Captain America in this movie, and let's remember who the true Captain America is, and that's Tommy Lee Jones. My God, Tommy Lee Jones is fantastic in Captain America: The First yeah. Avenger, like. <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to kiss you. <laughs> Would you look at him? He's making me cry. 
Mark, you on board with the cap or are you uh, going for the No, doctor? I'm I'm descending slightly here. To to be honest, I was I mean everything Bobby's saying about some people, he's just talking about me. And maybe you, Steph, too. I don't know. I, I did I don't I don't like the fifties, forties era. Hey, look at they are the greatest generation. World War II was a horrible hardship that they all got us through, and they need to be commemorated. Um, but I just don't like watching old movies about it. Really. <laughs> Mark, since you brought it up, World War II is what these people had to go through. That's what I'm saying. We're, we're saying we need to put a fucking cage fight on because we've all been home for three weeks. Sorry, go ahead. No, I know, yeah, the generation, <laughs> things have changed quite a bit. Um, And I, I, I like Doctor Strange. I wasn't like, I'm not one of those people that was just like, whoa, i never seen buildings fold in on each other like that. My brain's melted. Uh, I thought it was really fun. I, I liked both films quite a lot. Um, I just like Doctor Strange a little bit more. Um, I do, th- and I think that was mostly just the ending scene when he has the infinity, he has the time stone, and he just, he does that little trick at the end. I don't want to ruin the spoiler uh, at the end, but it was really fun. Uh, and I like Doctor Strange. Um, I think all the Marvel movies, just great A casting, great job casting uh, uh, Benedict as the uh, Doctor Strange. Um, yeah, happy Doctor Strange got a vote here because I think it's the most visually interesting of any of the MCU movies. Um, the kaleidoscope vision and the and showing of the powers. It's really trippy stuff. It has me incredibly excited for the multiverse of madness. Um, I think it's just in terms of like popcorn spectacles, it's up there. Um, but I'm with Bobby because Bobby and I were in AP US history. Ne- we sat next to each other. Um, we like a lot of this old timey shit. Um, and yeah, for the side characters, Stanley Tucci is in the Marvel Universe because he's the German doctor who creates the super soldier serum. You know, there, there's some like great actors. We had, like you said, Tommy Lee Jones in it. Um, I, I'm I'm blanking on her her name, but I love the chemistry with him and uh, Agent Haley Carter. Atwater. Yeah, like Haley Atwater. I've seen her in a lot of things. Uh, people Black should Mirror. watch the Agent. People should watch the Agent Carter series. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, you got Disney Plus. You know, you got some content to watch. Um, but yeah, it's just an incredibly fun and immensely rewatchable film for me. I can jump in at a lot of random parts of that movie and really enjoy it. Um, so yeah, we got our first slight upset with a nine over an eight. Captain America, the first Avenger, uh, proceeding to our next match, five versus 12, kicking off the Nolan Batman verse with Batman Begins versus the recent mega hit, um, and somewhat unexpected mega hit in Venom. Bobby, resident Batman guy. Okay. I didn't see Venom, but y'all know I love Tom Hardy. People should see Bronson. It's going to fuck up your night, if not week. But you should see Bronson. Mike saw Bronson. It was fucked up. Right, Mike? Remember? (laughs) I vaguely remember seeing it, and my takeaway was this movie's wild. Yeah. Anyway, um, I didn't see Venom, so I can't speak to that. Um yeah, man, I'm all about the Batman trilogy, and Batman's my favorite uh, comic book character. I'm not as deep into it as the guys, you know, some of the guys, as well, I think any of the guys here. But I, I mean, Mike knows, Mike lived with me. Whenever whenever Borders had like a uh, 50% off one item deal, we'd go to Borders, I'd buy a Batman comic, Mike would read it on the way home before I even read it, <laughs> and then that's it. Um, if I made this bracket, we'd have all the Batman movies. Okay. Not Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. But all the animated ones would be on here. Into the, the, the Red Hood one. The fucking year one. Uh, all that shit. Um, yeah, Batman Begins, though. I thought a lot... Some people don't like that. It takes like a good hour and 20 minutes for Batman to show up. But fuck, man. You got to train. You got to become Batman somehow. And I thought Katie Holmes was a better Rachel Dawes than uh, <coughs> Maggie Gyllenhaal, personally. Not that Maggie was bad. I just thought Katie Holmes did a really good job with it. So, but yeah. I can't speak to Venom, so I'd have to go Batman Begins by default. We had any Venom takers? 
the, the, I was going to say, I'm like, Bobby, haven't seen Venom. I'm interested in it because of Tom Hardy. Actually, I didn't watch it today because of Tom Hardy because Christine was like, I kind of want to watch Venom. I like Tom Hardy, but I don't think the movie's going to be any good. And I was like, oh, I'd be mean not to watch it with her. Um, but but at, at the same token, I wasn't that big on Batman Begins. I, that one didn't blow me away. It made The Dark Knight seem all that much better because I didn't enjoy that first one as much. I, I thought it was, it, was, it was good as like a serious Batman, but it did not blow my socks off. So that's kind of why I'm wavering. If... If it if it was decided to me to be a tie, and you guys were really impassioned about Venom, I would maybe lean that way. If someone had a strong argument, but yeah, Tom Hardy's got a hundred percent approval rating with women. Just putting that out there. I mean, hey, with me too. I mean, I like the guy too. So. <laughs> Mike, I'm gonna presume you're going with the Nolan verse, but I'll say this for Venom: um, I love Tom Hardy. I absolutely love Tom Hardy. I enjoyed Venom. Its success was an absolute shock to me. That it made as much money as it did, I'm like, it's not that good of a movie. It's kind of a bad movie. It's in the Punisher mold of this is hokey, this is corny, and I'm enjoying myself. And I might say it's a fun movie. I will never call it a good movie. Uh, Stefan, I'm not sure you were there. I'm not sure you were there for this trip to WonderCon, but there was one where they showed us the Spider Man 3 trailer and they showed us Venom at the end for like two Mm -hmm. seconds. And everybody loved it so fucking much. They're like, do you want to see the trailer again? We're like, fucking yeah, man, Venom. That's how much people love Venom. All right, they fucking love Venom. That's it. He's like a product of the '90s. He's yeah. like he's spawned out of like everyone being angsty and cool and too yeah, hip like, and sharp. Like fuck this Red Spider Man. All right, we're going to the Venom. Um, it's fun, but it's not good. Um, and as we say goodbye, I've said this to Mark. Um, I think Tom Hardy is absolutely wasted being Eddie Brock. Tom Hardy to me is the perfect Logan for the MCU. Um, mm, and there's no reason they can't cast him as that. Yeah, so. he's as tall as me. It'd be great. <laughs> Is he that short? He's pretty short, man. <laughs> you are muted, Stefan. Yeah, Stefan, you've been muted for... Uh... Oh, I was just saying, hashtag short Logan. Uh, yeah. I'm all about getting his... Because uh, that's where his personality comes from. He's got the Napoleon complex. Anyway, saying goodbye to Venom in the, five, uh, in the 12th slot. Um, coming up in the four versus thirteen, uh, here's a real sentimental favorite for some of us. But um, in the thirteen slot is Wesley Snipes in the original Blade, taking on Disney Freight Train number four seed, The Incredibles, aka Disney Fantastic Four. I was gonna say this is just a Fantastic Four Disney style. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and uh, that's why I'm picking it. Um, notice Fantastic Four has had like five movies made. None of them came up for consideration. Um, I know. I, don't, I, th- I thought maybe you just forgot. The first because, one was great. Uh, <laughs> do you realize this- outside of uh, Dash's character, all of the the three other uh, family members, they have powers represented in the Fantastic Four? And then the yeah. baby has the firepower, so he's kind of the human torch now. Uh, so, um, yeah, when this came out, this this is unpopular opinion, my favorite Pixar movie. Um, because I like the superhero motif. It's always going to carry heart higher with me. Um, and as a Fantastic Four fan, they knocked it out of the park. Uh, was it? It's Jason Lee is the voice of the... Of uh, Syndrome. Of Syndrome. Jason, you know? Jason Lee reprising his role from Dogma. Just yeah. doing it as Azrael this time. You've heard Kevin Smith's name drop, so you know we're all familiar with uh, Jason Lee as an actor. So kind of seeing his voice Brody short. man! Uh, the dad is a coach. Um... I don't, that sitcom is way older than me, but like just Kevin, 
I forget what his last name is. Greg T. Nelson. Greg T. Nelson. Why did yeah? But because of my parents watched that, I it was always just kind of there on TV in the background. I'm like, this is an entertaining show, but I'm a little kid and I don't get to control what we watch. But um, it was a recognizable voice. I love The Incredibles, but um, it wouldn't shock me if one of you wanted to take Blade. Um, it's that's a good segue because I am taking Blade. Uh, Incredibles was essentially the Fantastic Four movie we've been wanting for the last 15 to 20 years. But yo, Blade is Blade. Come on. Do you remember that opening scene when, when they're in the that, that house club and like Blade just goes in there and kills a whole bunch of motherfuckers? And let's also not forget, man, yo, like before Black Panther, 20 years before, you know who there was? The Daywalker, baby. I got Blade also, by the way. I'm just putting that out there. I'm not going to speak as passionately as Mike, but Blade was awesome. Blade made me so happy when I was a kid. I liked Incredibles too, but Blade. <laughs> okay, well, I, I, w- I was going with Incredibles. I, you know, th- this is a tough pick. I said the last two movies, not super keen on. Like, I really liked Blade. Um, And, and, and my, Mike talking about the opening scene is just like, as someone that grew up in the 90s, as we all did, and probably saw like, a million movies opened that way where some badass dude just walked in and killed a bunch of motherfuckers. Like that was so it worked. Many, that was just nineties action. It was just like some dude is just the baddest mother. He probably has a black it, trench coat. It, it was also the it was also the song playing as well, and the fact that a whole bunch of blood got poured oh, out. It was cool. I mean, and Blade is just a really cool character in a really well executed movie. Um, I just I, I like like Steph said. I, I do consider it as like one of the best Pixar movies. Um, it was just really fun uh, ride, and I just enjoyed it more. And I'll probably watch it more often than I will Blade. But I'm got an inkling to watch Blade again, so maybe <laughs> we got to go to one of the. Yeah, I was gonna say also, Stefan, you don't know Mike's Natalie Portman is in Blade, so <laughs> that was uh it was not a question. Who, who, was who is it in Blade? Who's in Blade? Bobby knows me so well. I my know, girl, Sana, my Sana girl, Sana Sana Lathan. Sana Lathan. <laughs> Yeah, Blade's mama. <laughs> So no, I think a, it's only fair, favorite, so. right? If we have a we have a tie. Mike, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm looking at the three potential tiebreakers. There is a variance of choices. Okay, so it's my turn, right? Because yeah. Mike and I'm gonna pick because I think I got Stacy. <laughs> Come on, Stacy, don't play Blade. The, one, on, the ones Stacey. with kids, the ones with kids are gonna pick The Incredibles. She got no kids. Come oh, on, Stacy. Uh, <laughs> Like I said, so Stacy is actually older than me, and she grew up with all her older guy cousins. She likes Blade more than she's right in the prime age for it. All right, yeah, there it goes. For this is the first. This is the first Duke Kansas drops in the tournament. Hell yeah! (laughs) Powerhouse Pixar falls. Was that 94, 95 Blade? Blade is gonna get murdered by Batman Begins in the next don't be round. So, don't be so sure. I seen those <laughs> Wesley Snipes, the Daywalker walks another day. They should have paid Wesley Snipes more money. He wouldn't have had those tax problems. <laughs> nah, he would have had bigger you, tax problems. You, 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 guys, you guys remember Blade Three? <laughs> Triple H was in it. It wasn't good at all. I never saw that one. I wanted to because Ryan Reynolds had the perfect beard, and I was like, I like that dude's beard a lot. Yeah, have you, have you, there's a couple interviews with Triple H where he talks about how much of a dick Wesley Snipes was. <laughs> Coming from Triple H, so there you go. Yeah. Well, first, uh, really big upset. Thirteen seed Blade advances on. This Um, is we're absolutely going to do the second half of the second round next week. Yeah, we'll we'll cut it short. But six and eleven. We we mentioned him earlier, but the perfect Peter Parker in my eyes. We have his debut solo film in the sixth slot of Spider Man. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the sequel, Far From Home, taking on uh, Jason Momoa's. Finding a second life in Aquaman at the 11 seed. 
Uh, Mark, I know this is another one you recently watched. How'd you like Aquaman versus uh, Far uh, From Home? I, I enjoyed Aquaman. What I noticed watching Shazam, probably even Aquaman more, I really liked how they shot action in Aquaman. They did a fucking fantastic job showing you, like, you want to see cool fucking superheroes doing cool superhero shit? None of this shaky cam shit. Perfect camera angles to see all the action and all its glory. I really enjoyed that. I thought the fight scenes were really cool. I like daytime fight scenes, Mark, and there's a lot of daytime fight scenes in Aquaman. I was going to say, not so much like the last fight scene, where it's just like the two of them flying around underwater. That wasn't as fun. It was mostly like inland. uh, Was it Nicole Kidman? And that action scene was just like, whoa, this is really fucking cool. Um, I I know a lot of people enjoyed Far From Home more than Homecoming. I actually liked Homecoming a bit more. I'll, I've only seen Far From Home once, too. Um, so maybe multiple viewings, I'll kind of enjoy it a little bit more. Um, but it, it's just tough to beat that Peter Parker. And even though I think that's the lesser of the two new Spider-Man movies I personally enjoyed more, it was better than Aquaman, which I, I really did enjoy. I thought it was a really fun movie. And I think... Where, where it needs to get props is that movie was a joke. They literally made a TV show that Entourage is basically a joke about how Aquaman is like this uncoolable, like a, a character that is impossible to make cool. That character has always been the butt of jokes because his power is talking to fish, which seems you. I was going to say, this wasn't entirely Entourage's fault. It's that not, people didn't no, think it's not. <laughs> There's been Chappelle has a great bit about Aquaman and how stupid and useless he is. Um, but I think to make this character in movie cool, you had to have someone that could take that mantle on and just fucking own it. And Jason, what's his last name? Momoa. Momoa. He's just fucking perfect. I, th- I think casting a big, hunky Samoan guy like that is just a perfect kind of twist on the character. Because if they if they try to go authentic and it was just some blonde white guy, like it's, this could have been a really bad movie. That's another man with 100% approval rating with the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> right and, 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 and probably say that, but like, I like these dudes too. Like, There's something about them that crosses I want to be penetrated by that man. Just be like, this is a cool action oh. dude. I, mean, I was going to say, I, 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 that's the lady. We're, we're very appropriately on a comic theme for Jason Momoa too. So this man shows up at a lot of cons, a lot of wonder cons, uh, I don't Comic-Cons. think he's even invited most of the time. And, uh, just there. I'm going to tell you this. Jason Momoa only has one pose. There is one pose, and that is him stealing your girlfriend. That is, look at, type in hashtag con, hashtag Momoa. It's always him holding your girlfriend, holding your wife, and the guy, sadly, like, yeah, this is fine. Like, I can, <laughs> if it's going to be someone, at least it's him. And that's just the world we live in. Yeah, I also think they have no choice in that matter. Like, if he wants to pick up your girl, you kind of have no choice like he's gonna pick up your girl and you're gonna be happy about it or at the very least you're not gonna be mad about it because he will fuck you up jason momoa is just a living embodiment of that scene from animal house where they go can we dance with your dates and the guy's like yeah that's that's (laughs) that's what's happening here wait so what are the vote totals right now between spider-man and aquaman i think just one spider-man i picked spider-man right i don't think anyone else is voting yeah i got spider-man too i got spider-man okay yeah, man, I really want Aquaman to advance because I was pleasantly surprised that they actually made Aquaman cool. But uh, objectively for me, Far From Home was still just the better movie. I mean, I love everything Tom Holland does in, the, in that leotard. Homecoming is way better than Far From Home, in my opinion, though. I agree with you there, Mark. Yeah, um, it was just, the, the travel trip is a weird angle to take. You know, yeah. you know they're close enough for me. That I think that's says a lot about both of them. 
I think I think they're really high quality. Um, I'm glad Aquaman got some praise. It's definitely DC kind of uh, what's the word like steering in the right direction, you know. But um, it was a little too long for me. Um, there was just like. We could have cut out like two of those storylines. They really the, densely. Yo, the, 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 the soundtrack. They, they the soundtrack was really weird in that movie as well. Maybe it's because I hate Pitbull, and they played one Pitbull song, and that really killed it for me. I didn't like the uh, love interest at all. I thought she was terrible. Um, but uh, Nicole Kidman. Also, you put Nicole Kidman in the beginning of your movie, and you ice Nicole Kidman. I'm just like, she's not dead. So there was no surprise to me. On that That's level, I'm like, point, she I'm like, there's like no way you got Nicole Kidman. I'm like, there's not so much praise for doing a DC movie that you'll just die in the first 10 minutes and be this fucking famous. I'm like, Nicole Kidman is going to get, she's going to get her screen time. She's coming back. All right. What about um, Superman? We got uh, Jor-El was uh, Brando phoning in like five minutes of work. That, that I think that's they, because you, Brando didn't want to do more than five. Yeah, do you know they fucking paid Brando for that? <laughs> anyways, anyways, we'll get there when we get there. Um, Far From Home moves on, but Aquaman, you know, uh, interesting new chapter in the DC universe. And moving on to number three versus 14. Um, and this is proof that I tried to use measures to not overly bias my bracket because Winter Soldier is arguably my favorite MCU movie. And here it is coming in at a three seed. Do you know what else is a three seed? Wonder Woman. I just want to point that out again. Wonder Woman is a three. I just, feel like Wonder Woman is a three seed because you have it facing Chronicle. Just to make, you want Chronicle just to, make sure, to get an upset. Do you think a three seed is too high or too low for Wonder have Woman? Have you watched Wonder Woman a second time? I haven't. I watched it one time. I thought it was good. Yeah, Bobby acts disgusted it. by it. Two thirds. Disgusted isn't the right word. Two thirds. It's one of the best superhero movies. The ending is absolute. The origin, the casting, the music, they got a lot right with Wonder Woman. And this is with the lowest of low opinions on DC movies at this point. At this point, DC has no momentum going into Wonder Woman. They're coming off Batman versus Superman, and then they put out Wonder Woman. Context does matter in some of these movies, in my opinion. We'll get to Wonder Woman when we get to Wonder Woman. Stefan just wanted Chronicle to get a big win. That's why you brought it up against I'm kind of happy that we're splitting uh, the second part of a... Uh, the, this first round so next week because i kind of want to watch similar. chronicle now yeah all right um, but versus a- the 14th seed um have, I, i'm curious if y'all have seen it because I, I i came across a lot of mixed reactions and some conversations but that is will smith's uh drunken asshole superhero hancock yeah i saw it i didn't really like hancock that much i mean i i mean it was not what i expected i guess too like I knew you were like the tra- one of the movies with the trailer did not give you a fair imper- interpretation of what you're getting into. I think that with Hancock, it was a funny movie, and I think the first and second act of the movie were really good. But the movie falls apart at the end, especially around the time when you discover that Charlize Theron is like his counterpart in the movie. Uh, that's yeah, when, that's like, when it really just falls apart. When a movie has like a twist or something like that, and I'm just like, I don't care. That's that's not that's the part where I'm like, I. No, and also like this is gonna get trounced here, man. Winter Soldier is great. Like it's just really well done. Yeah, I hadn't it's seen got, Hancock. It's got so it would ha- it, the only reason I have to be like you guys to be like Hancock's the best movie ever. How did it only get fourteen? Where I'd be like, oh, I haven't seen it. So, but yeah, Winter Soldiers is awesome. So, yeah, Winter Soldier advances. It's got Abed. It has Abed in it for the love of God. It does he does <laughs> a little point? Yeah, <laughs> he has a, a little bit of finger acting. Uh, moving on to the 7 versus 10 slot. 
Um, Bobby's right. This probably deserves to be a lot higher than it is. Yo, both these movies should be top five seeds. Honestly, they're both awesome. It's, I mean, it's <laughs> it's possible. It gets crowded. I get it. You know, I'm gonna give you the real reason. Uh, Wonder Woman was already a three, and it was easy enough yeah. to not. Oh, have to I know, move it. I know that. That one was we know enough, that. That was easy enough to not have to move. <laughs> Notice how the Batman Returns graphic over goes over the Wonder Woman. You could tell it was already there. I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't layer the logos like that, Bobby. But that said, um, yeah. So super at the seven seed is Superman two, um, and that's Zod. If you don't know which one two is, we all know Neil before Zod. Even if you didn't see it, you heard Neil before Zod. Because if you saw Man of Steel, they tried to basically remake Superman two, but worse. Um, I, Man of Steel is okay, but yeah, that was yeah, dude. General Zod, man, General Zod, it's great. Um, Superman two, Superman shows a general regard for human life. Man of Steel and his battle with Zod, not so much. Yo, man, Superman kills everybody in Man of Steel. <laughs> but anyway, that's I digress. Coming in at number 10 here. Um, this movie has long been one of the uh, true litmus tests of are you a 90s kid? Because I feel like it's only our generation that gives a shit about it. But boy, do we give a shit about it. And that is from the Batman animated series. They're, I think their first probably only like actual release movie. And that is The Mask of the Phantasm. I was going to start with you, Bobby, on Batman, because this is your guy. I mean, I really think, like, you had to put it against, you had to put Superman 2 against Mask of the Phantasm. It's Some the real Superman versus Batman, Bobby. Yeah, real talk. Like, this is tough. Like, you couldn't give me, like, Mask of the Phantasm versus Hancock? Like, slam dunk. <laughs> like, I I'm here trying to wave the flag of the old Superman movies. Let me tell you guys, Superman 1 or 2, straight up good movies. Straight up. They are good movies. Superman 1 and 2, before shit fell off a cliff, all right? Like, I'm not sure Superman has recovered since Superman 2, to be honest, okay? That being said, man, it's Batman. Like, it's Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Like, is... Who's voicing him, too? Is it Kevin Conroy? It is Kevin Conroy, too. Mm -hmm. I'm not... I'm the one who who picked me. I, I, we have Batman the Animated Series coming out as the greatest cartoon fucking ever. All right? Two weeks ago. This is just the movie. Okay? I got Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. Echoing that, um, this movie was genuinely scary to me as a kid. The character of the Phantasm. Um, and Mark saw my, when we lived together and my mom cleared out our storage, uh, he saw my old war chest of action figures. Um, and one of my most prized ones I had as a kid was the goddamn Phantasm. That thing, she, I'm a spoiler alert, but it's incredibly old. But she was one of the rarest and hardest to get action figures. Yeah, um, this movie taught you not to trust women. That's what this movie did. <laughs> All right. You can't trust anybody. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought this movie was remarkable. Step a mic. Come on, man. Yeah. Defend, so, defend the Man of Steel. <laughs> uh, Mask of the Phantasm took about $6 million to make. It made about 5.7 mil, so it was actually not a profitable movie. But I can proudly say I was about $10 of that $5.7 million because I actually saw this movie in the theaters. Uh, Shit, when, I got the v I, I'm part of the VHS collection here, man. When, <laughs> it, came, when it came out, um, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Um, Superman 2 is obviously one of the best Superman movies, if not the best Superman movie. So I had to really start nitpicking 
as to which movie to pick here. Um, for me, it's it's Batman. Um, and a little uh, added a tidbit: if you guys ever saw um, the uh, the backdoor series finale for Batman Beyond. Uh, the assassin that Amanda Waller sent to kill Terry's parents to make him into Batman was an old phantasm. I did not know that. Mark, any dissenting here? Uh, no. Uh, Bobby or, or Steph, do you know, was Superman 2, was that in the 70s too? It was in the early uh, 80s. Yeah, because Superman for one was I mean, the the truth of the matter is never like superman it is hard as hell to get me to watch something pre-85 anything in the 70s i'm gonna be like you gotta you gotta sell me on this columbo's gotta really be pulling some strings to get me interested in this so i i never saw superman 2 or the original one i never liked superman as a character i know there's great story he has some great story arcs small smallville's excellent clark and lois show whatever didn't buy into any of that shit. Never liked him. He, honestly, Superman ruined superheroes for me as a kid because I, I was just like, I, I can't get into this guy. This guy can't relate to me. He's, he's shooting laser out of his eyes and blowing Arctic wind out alien. of his mouth. He is an alien, his, too. His, his, his <laughs> farts make gold. It's like, what can this guy not do? So for a long time, I was like, superheroes are dumb because they're unrelatable. And then, you know, literally, do I feel like, you know, superheroes are actually really awesome. It's my own bias. But he really kind of I was never a fan, still not much of a fan, um, and I never saw this movie, so i got to go with Batman. Yeah, this one was weighted. Um, Bobby, I, did, I think you this one you kind of identified as soon as you saw the bracket. You're like, well, there's an easy advancement upset. Like, that's not yeah. fair. That um, was bullshit. Look, man, <laughs> there's, there's good movies in this thing, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The next one, I'll admit, it's a little... It's a little recency bias for me to throw it at just, you. Just uh, one more thing before we uh, finish burying Superman 2. I just looked up the Wikipedia for it. It was written by Mario Puzo. And if you guys are wondering who Mario Puzo is, I'm he not. wrote The Godfather. Go yeah, he wrote the book. It's a really good book. The Godfather book, too, by the way. So this man's there. got fucking range. <laughs> and, and no one buried Superman besides me. <laughs> And I didn't bury yeah. this movie. It was mostly just the character that has completely turned Yo, me off. How is how is Mask of the Phantasm not on any fucking streaming service? Too valuable. They still they know you got that VHS still, Bob. I don't. I don't know where that is. <laughs> we're, I'm trying to think what, what I reckon watch Superman 2. Superman 2 is on nothing. E what the fuck, man? All right. <laughs> but rounding this DC. out, again, uh, coming at the 2C, like I mentioned, a little bit of recency bias here. But we have the uh, 2019 uh, Oscar-nominated Joker taking on, at the 15th seed, The Wolverine, the sequel to my least favorite uh, superhero movie of all time, and that is uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. But, um, yeah. I know, uh, Mark, was this one of the ones you recently watched? Yes, too? I watched this very recently. I really enjoy Joker a lot. Um and I kind of thought I would. When I saw the trailer for this movie, I was super sold. I was like, oh, this is like a realistic portrayal of this character, this villain. Um, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix in that trailer portrayed that character very well. I was very intrigued to see um, where that movie was going to go. There was all that hubbub about like people threatening shoot-ups at the movie. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll catch it later. So I, I did not catch it until very recently. And 
the shoes that T- Keith uh, Heath Ledger left uh, uh, after the Dark Knight are extremely hard to fill, if not impossible. One would think Joaquin Phoenix fills those shoes. He does a magnificent portrayal of this character. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he spent months just learning how to make that laugh. And um, I, I guess I'll, I'll spoil a very early on character trait of the Joker because I think it it really resonated with me that basically he has a mental condition that he starts hysterically laughing in moments where he doesn't feel like this is not the emotion he's trying to express. He just can't help himself from laugh. And that's that's just so telling of that character because Joker is easy to write off as just this lunatic that is just a madman that's just killing people and laughing. And he's just like, oh, he's so avoid of like what it means to be human to see this portrayal that he's extremely human he just has this disease you know this mental illness that he can't control and trying to control it and losing control that basically turns him into this villain is a really interesting task for an actor to take on and to have Joaquin Phoenix just just completely nail it and I think he just that laugh is just the perfect Joker laugh and the situations and how he portrays that character and laughs at the moment he does is just throughout the film is just really fun. It was just, it was a very fun movie to watch. I really enjoyed my time with it. I think Steph, didn't they say they're going to do more? They're talking about more. I don't want more. Yeah. Um, I don't want more. I don't want this was more. so perfect. There's nowhere to go with it. Just leave it at what it was. Cause it was just, and I think that's what DC's kind of gotten good at. It's just like, we're going to make this thing. And then like, let's just leave it alone. That's just, that's that thing. And it's done. And I really hope they don't, do more of this and they might be tempted to because this was successful and obviously with the Oscar nomination but it's this was really special I really enjoyed um, this movie a lot and I, 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 I hope they don't tarnish it by trying to milk it and make more money off of it yeah that's kind of the unfortunate thing it was originally idealized as an Elseworlds one off story but um, then it hit that num- it hit that box office number like uh, I don't know if it broke a billion or it got close to it, it that only Star Wars and Marvel touch and when a studio sees that, they can't help themselves. Um, but that said, yeah, I loved it. Um, the, my least favorite part of it is towards the end where they actually try to start tying it back to the comic booky universe of it. And I'm like, I didn't need any of that. Yeah, like, they bring in, they talk about certain characters. I'm like, it, you don't need this. It would actually be better if you didn't try to always bring in the fucking family. It, they talk about the Waynes. The Waynes are characters in this movie, and it doesn't need it. It really did not need that at all. We know Joker and Batman are, are, are heroes and enemies of each other. We don't need them interacting at all, at all, just point blank. Um, but it, it that part, even though I also didn't like it, and there's a scene in there I was like, really, like, we don't need this. This is not needed at all, really, even though they, they do play off that a little bit in the film. Um, still just incredible. It, there, this was I, I was really blown away, um, and I thought I'd like it. You know, I went in with high expectations and saw it. I was like, whoa, this was really, this is kind of what I expected and just even better. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so thinking Mark nailed it there, um, and pretty much pretty sure this is going to be a clean sweep for the Joker. I'll leave my analysis till future rounds. Bob, maybe I was just setting it up for Batman to take on his uh, true nemesis in one of the rounds. Um, that's yeah. that's coming up in the next one. So I didn't see I didn't see the Joker, um, but I saw the Wolverine, and I will be choosing the Joker. Not enough silver samurai in that. He's in that one, right? Yo, that, I remember I didn't even see that movie first. My mom saw Wolverine. And I was like, and my mom likes superhero movies. I'm like, what do you think of the Wolverine? She's like, it was really bad. 
<laughs> I was just like, I don't know, it's pretty low bar with some of these movies. She's like, I don't know why he was in Japan. <laughs> and then I don't even care. And she's like, I was waiting for all of his other friends. And I'm like, okay, I like my mom's analysis of Wolverine. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll chime in in defense of it because clearly I allowed it to exist on this list. I enjoyed the Wolverine, especially coming off of Origins. It's 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 in that entertaining bad category. Um, I'm very familiar with the Logan character. I know why he's in Japan. His Japan storyline really interests me. Um, I'm a sucker for war things. It starts off in World War II and how he protects one of the Japanese camps surviving like the Hiroshima blast. Like I'm a sucker for those set pieces. And like I said, X-Men always has really great visual effects. And Wolverine's healing factor can always make for an interesting one. Um, it had fun combat scenes because it's claws versus ninjas. Again, it's not good, but at this point in time, like this is it's hit the level of entertainment that I hope for out of superhero movies for that era. So that's why I allowed it to be on this list. But Joker's easy here. Um, Mike, you got any comments? It's, it's we'll have a lot more to say in the next. No, it, it's gonna be a sweep. And when it comes to the Wolverine, I enjoy the Wolverine much like how you said coming off of X Men Origins Wolverine. And it, it was, I equate it to this way. X-Men Origins Wolverines is a very swift and hard kick to the nuts. The Wolverine is just like a slap in the face. And in compared to a swift, hard kick to the nuts, a slap in the face feels like a gentle breeze. I mean, that's some people's kink, you know? You might even like the slap a little bit. Good point. I'm not trying to, you know, disparage anyone who likes a little slappy slap. No kink shaming on this part. I'm gonna say I felt no, like kink no, no. was the, the kick in the nuts because hey, you're all in the same ballpark. Okay, that's not kink. Man. Uh, that's what's wrong with you. Don't um, go on the internet, Mike. Stay off so the internet. We're gonna. So if you guys are at home, which you are, and you want to listen to this, go to the It's M Amazing Twitter account. Mike will have posted the um, the bracket up there. It'll be on the Instagram account too. Which I don't know the Instagram account off the top of my head. I want to say It's M Amazing Radio on Instagram. Someone help me. Maybe. Give me a second. <laughs> we're on the it's ball. It's amazing radio. Yeah. Yeah. And we're at It's Amazing on Twitter. Um, check out the... Uh, we'll put the unupdated one there for now. We don't want to spoil the episode. We'll wait until, uh, let's say, Thursday or Friday or whenever Stefan edits this thing. Um, <laughs> that, that's to put it up. assessment, Bob. Next week, we're going to preview this fight card and pick the other half of this bracket. And... Um, the Instagram comments to the UFC posting this fight card aren't positive, but they aren't positive. They aren't negative for the reasons they should be. As most of people saying, like, "It's bullshit." Where's Khabib? So <laughs> that's where people's well, people say. You, you would think, considering people have been home all this time, they wouldn't like be caught up on what's going on. And uh, in case you guys are curious, yes, it's on pay per view. It's not just on ESPN Plus. It's on pay per view. So wow. Um, and Dana White is now saying that. Um, They've secured a location, I guess, for as you know, it sounds like it if Jeff Sherwood is right, that they've secured a location for the next few UFC events. And then um after that, uh, Dana White is uh cutting a deal um on a private island to, to to host fights on a private island island where they will fly the fighters with their own private planes to that private island. I, I do want to mention something about Jeff Sherwood though. That gives that rumor credence a lot more weight though because no one who listens to the show is going to know like 
he knows those Tashi Palace motherfuckers. Oh, like, yeah. He was the only he one. Sherdog might... was the only place talking about Uriah Faber because he was fighting in WEC. No one knew who the fuck he was, but they're like, holy shit, we only watch Tashi Palace fights. We know the people that run this place. If some sketchy shit's going on, Jeff uh, knows about it at the Tashi Palace. Yeah. So. Jeff knows. Um, I can't believe they're doing it. I mean, I kind of be. I really hard Bobby, to be done. If they don't do the Tashi Palace, now I'll be disappointed. I mean, honestly, I hope it's the Tachi Palace. That makes me just. <laughs> God, I can't believe it. This private island shit, we're so close to the uh, international, international water. waters. But, like, you can get an island, apparently. And I guess when you're no longer paying 10 grand a pop to a stripper, Dana White's got a couple extra bucks to... Uh, nice phrasing. To... Pop? Yeah. That was just for you. Um, so, yeah, the UFC, we all need fights, and we got to go on a private island. Who Hopefully they have a good internet connection at the private island for us to have to pay my... Jesus Christ, UFC. Just um, read the room. In, re- read the room. in relevant superhero news, considering uh, the the bracket we just did, there's apparently a video on the internet of The Flash, a.k.a. Ezra Miller, choking out a fan. Yeah, good for him. Um, before next week, just to give you guys some homework, um, you should probably watch the original Superman movie. <laughs> Not you, should probably watch, you should probably watch Mystery Men. Which you can stream if you have stars. So none of you. Um, and you should I'm watch to Big Hero Six, Bobby. Well, okay. I'm tell I you mean, that. I have two. I have two weeks to watch Big Hero Six. Why so time we get to that part of the bracket? Um, and you should watch Chronicle because it is going to beat Wonder Woman. I, I'm calling it now. It is going to beat Wonder Woman in our bracket. All right. <laughs> Stefan has planned it as such. Okay, it's no accident. I mean, I do own one of the Blu-rays. <laughs> Let me tell you about Chronicle, guys. We all watched Nick Diaz and Carlos Condit, and it was so disappointing. And then we're like, let's go see a movie. And we saw Chronicle, and it made us feel better. It's like when Mike and I uh, watched, when we were, we were watching Damian Maya versus Anderson Silva, and it was terrible. And then I want to watch How to Train Your Dragon, and I felt better about myself. These two movies are there for me when the UFC shits the bed. All right? <laughs> Ooh, how to Train Your Dragon, coming up in the uh, non-superhero animated films. Oh, that's when the great mouse detective rules supreme. Um, all right, guys. Um, that fight card, those fights I announced are the fights. Um, we're going to pick some of them next week. And then we're going to talk about comic book movies. And then we're going to watch this pay-per-view. I didn't say how. We will find a way. Maybe after it's over. MMA court, we'll folks. Look into it. <laughs> MMA core. Um, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, this is a long podcast still. I think we're like an hour and 40 minutes, hour 45. So, um, we'll be back next week to continue to for week two of superhero movie madness. Round one. Um, yeah, it sounds like this is going to be a three weeker, right? Yeah. We're, I think the we're week gonna, after will be the finals. Yeah. And unless we're going to have to talk about more Tachi Palace fights. If we don't label these fight cards Tachi Palace fights one, two, three, mm, and four, what are we era. even doing? The Corona. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Um, I was Dr. Law. That was Kid Presentable. That was DJ Mark. And that was Lavender Goom. See y'all next week. Um, stay safe out there, guys. Peace out. See ya. Peace.